Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you with us as we continue to remember and learn about people, places, and things of Jessamine County. Now, the first time I remember the fellow we're going to talk about, we just had a good laugh before the program about this, but he would he would come to my grandmother's barn, which was right across the road from where I grew up on Union Mill Road, and pick up her cow. She raised cattle and she had milk cows and she had dairy cow, beef cattle and all that. And he'd pick them up and take them to stockyards. See, I'm getting it all straight now. Anyway, we're going to talk about a guy named Milton Stennett. Now, most people knew him as Red, Red Stennett. Well, to, with us today, we have his wife, Teeny, and his daughter, Judy, who has come in to visit from Texas, where she lives, and they're going to be here today talking to us about Red. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Glad to have you guys, and I appreciate you coming in to talk about him. Well, let's start with the uh, the, the first question is where was was red born when was he born tell us about his mom and dad his family how he got to be well he was born in 1931 january the 8th 1931 he was born in potter and his mother and daddy lived on uh living fane's place mm-hmm. it was snowing that day he was telling me and said his daddy was busy keeping cutting wood so they could keep the house in the house and everything yeah. And so uh, he weighed 10 pounds and 8 ounces when he was born. He was a big one. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) And you know, people that remember Red, Red wasn't a very tall fella. He was was not a big guy, but my gosh, he was bigger as a baby than he was as an adult almost. Ten, eight, bless her heart in the world. Now, let me ask you, he had a brother named Bennis. Was that just those two? Yes, the two. Was he the... Bennis was the oldest. Bennis was the oldest. Mm -hmm. So by the time Red came along, Bennis was already born. Ten eight. I'm still amazed at that. Yep. Born at home and uh, down in Pollard, you said. Yes. Yeah. All right. So who was his parents? Hobus Stennett and Adams Corman Bowman. Now, did did his dad farm? Yes, he did. Okay. And uh, he uh, hauled cattle too. Oh, he did. So mm-hmm. it was kind of in the family. He had a little pickup that he would haul yeah. small animals to yeah. the stockyard. For All right. So he probably, I guess, he went to Pollard School. Went down in that area somewhere. Well, no, he went to Little Hickman. Okay. And then South of Whale. So he was all in that area Yes, uh-huh. Now, at some point in time, and I don't know where it would have played out, high school or after, how did he run into you? How did you two get together? Well, he never, he finished eighth grade. <laughs> okay, so he went through eighth grade, which was typical eighth, back then for yeah. a lot of farm people, especially. They'd go to eighth grade, and that was it. And then he started working at the stockyard, of course. Yeah. Well, way we met, we met in 1948, uh-huh. and he just got his first car, his white car. And, you know, then days we could walk down to, uh, from high school down to Hemfields and have right, a lunch. We right, did. right, right. So, of course, he knew Betty Oaks and um, Pauline Locker and uh, Panelina Warren and all of them, but he didn't know me. Now, before you go on, you were Slugans. Yes, I was. Who's your parents, Teddy? And my mama was a Drury. D-L-U-R-Y, after Drury, and from sales. And my daddy was Joe Mm -hmm. Slugans. Now, you you grew up around the Vince Road area, is that right? Well, we was 12 years old when we moved to Jessamine County from Versailles. From Versailles, okay. But you did go to Nicholasville High. I went to Nicholasville High. All right, so you came to Hempills. And we was coming to Hempill, he stopped and picked us up. Of course... Betty O's was sitting next to him, and I was sitting on the side of the door. <laughs> he asked Betty who I was, and Betty told her, and, and I said to myself, you other-looking thing, I don't think I'm going to go with you <laughs> to myself. 
So anyway, we went on down, and so finally I met him again, and we started going together. And yeah. we went together to 1951. So almost, and I graduated from high school in feet to one in May. Yeah. And we got married September the 27th. Oh, right out of high school. I sure did. Wow. So it was, it was got serious, but it took a little while. You took three <laughs> years. Yeah. For you said your first impression. You was like, oh, who is that? Did he, did he talk as much back then as he did oh, when I knew him? You knew Red, didn't you? Yeah. He was just, that was him. Yes. That was him. So you guys got married, you said, in 51. Uh-huh. Now, when did this one come along? 1954. So you had three and, years there. Well, she was born in uh, Fort Seal, Oklahoma. Okay. Milt was in the service. All right, tell us about his military. Was he in the Army? Yes. Yeah. Was that was that something he did on his own, or did Uncle no, Sam No, he was holler? drafted. You know, them yeah. days, they drafted. Yeah. In 1952, he went to... Um, into the service, and yeah. they sent him to Kane Chapter, Arkansas. Six months there, and then he went to Fort Seal, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And then I went out there, and, and he got stationed and stayed with him. Right. And Judy was born in 1954. So uh, they was going to send him overseas with our group, and he, they found out that Milton was in the service and was having a baby well, going to have a baby. Right. So, so they sent some other boy, and oh. I think this other boy wasn't too happy. Well, I guess. So she was born at Fort Seal, Oklahoma Hospital. All right. How long did you guys and, stay out there? And in six months, he got out of service. Okay. And it was in no banning, and we came in, oh, in a big snow. And so Bennis met us at in here in town at Price Filling Station. You mm-hmm. know where that was? Right, yeah, right down the street. Should Price. Yes. Yeah. And then he brought us home to his mom and daddy's place. And so we stayed with them till we bought a... A house down at Black Bridge, and him and Bennis bought it together, and we moved down there. Now, prior to going in the service, was he already working at the stockyard? He started working at the stockyard when he's fourteen years old. And he worked. At, did he worked there till he died? Didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Sydney, sixty-three years. Wow, that was his first home. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, and and that is what I remember him yeah. driving that huge <laughs> truck. Now he did some other things. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But but that was the main thing was mm-hmm. working for Bluegrass Stockyards for all he those loved years. It. Wonder how many pounds of livestock he hauled in that truck. No telling. telling. Thousands and thousands. Just it would be amazing to to know, wouldn't it? I think he had four new trucks. So you all came home. Judy's born. You got a baby to raise, and he goes back to the stockyards. And he went back to stockyards. And then he found out, I don't know what year it was, but he went to a auctioneer stew at mm-hmm. Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he became an auctioneer. What brought that on? Do you know? I think his uncle, Doug Bowman, yeah. you know, he used to be a cop here in town. Yeah. He wanted Milton to do you know, something like that. Yeah. So he became an auctioneer. Yeah. And his first sale was out on Jessman Station Pipe. Of course, that was a that would be a perfect job for him because he loved to talk. Yeah, he would, and he was good at it. I yeah, mean, he, he did was. a lot of good stuff, and he really did like. Oh yes, he loved it. And yeah. then he became auctioneer up to the Blue Dice Stockyard. Yeah, selling hogs and things. And of course, you know he loved that. So that's about the end of the stockyard. I mean, yeah, Red was a colorful guy, and I say that with all complimentary as I could be. Yeah, I don't know that he ever met a stranger. Did he, he? didn't? But when he came to Texas. He'd go to church with us, and he'd just go up and start talking to people, and just everybody loved him. Yeah. He no would, matter where he went. And every time I ever saw him, he always acted the same. Never changed. Now, you mentioned Texas. How, how did you end up down there? 
My husband and I met at on a telephone strike. We met in October, were engaged in December, and married the next June. Wow, that was quick too, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? What, we don't we don't mess around. Shh, what did mom and daddy think about that? They were a little shocked, I think. <laughs> they loved him. We loved him. Yeah. And then he worked for the telephone company. We lived in Lexington. Mm-hmm. We moved to Ashland, Kentucky. Our first boy, uh, Scott was born in Ashland, mm-hmm. Kentucky. Then we got transferred back to Lexington, then to North Carolina, and then to Texas. They probably were more shocked at the moving part than they were the yeah. getting married part. Yes, right? I yeah. cried for four days when they moved to North Carolina. I bet. I bet that's got to be tough. But you know what? An angel came to me and said, suppose she's up to the dream yard, you have something to cry about. Yeah. And yeah, I was hushed right. right then. You're right. You know, it's just like anything else. To any, somebody's always got a little bit worse, don't they? Yeah. If you just look, you, you can always find that. Now, I know he was also involved in a lot of other things, uh, big in the church. Hauling coal. Big in, in, in yeah, in, in hauling that. Now, he and Bennis both hauled that coal. Did Bennis work the stockyards, too? Yes. So they kind of were... They were a team. A, they were a parallel, weren't they? Because I really had not thought about him hauling the coal. I remember that, I guess, more with Bennis for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of coal back in the times when that was... That's all we had was coal stoves and furnaces, coal furnaces. Yeah, my how things have changed. It really has. I mean, he hauled coal for drink your granny. Yeah. When she oh, was yeah. burning a furnace, you know, yeah. stove of coal yeah. and everything. A lot of yeah. a lot of work. Now, did you work outside the home? No, I didn't until Judy uh, got a little older and I went to work at Rosewall. Cafeteria, and I worked there for oh, about the five school. years. Oh, with the school? Yeah. Then I helped R.J. Corman in his cafeteria for a Did you really? But Judy was drawn. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. So, yes. And we had a wonderful life together. That's one thing. You know, you're talking about his work, and, and the things you mentioned, hauling the cattle and hauling the coal, that, that happens when people need it, mm-hmm. especially the coal. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up. How many times that we would get up in the morning to get ready to go to school and realize that the cistern was out of, out of water and you'd have to call Lewis Mulkey real quick, come bring you a load before mm-hmm. you couldn't get ready. And it's kind of like the cold for some reason. Sometimes a lot of people wait till the last minute. He, he was almost like he was on call. He was. He? Yeah, because they called on a ton of coal because he didn't have, wasn't selling coal here in town. Right. You know? And he'd go to uh, coal mines and stay all night some nights, you know, to load up Is that right? Many times. Yeah. Now, you all were involved in the church for many years, too. Yes, we was. And Mel became a deacon at the Nicksville Baptist yeah. Church. But now, was your your family, I think, were were they longtime members? Yes, of, yes. Of, the, of that church? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Edgewood now. Yeah. Let me ask you, Judy, as, as a daughter, <clears throat> give me a word to describe Red Stennett. Oh gosh! Now, now let's do this two different ways. As a dad, do it as as he as your dad first. That's the hardest question you'll have yeah. all day. <laughs> he was the best. I mean, that's all I can yeah. describe him. Passionate, caring yes. guy. I love to be with Dad. You know, I waited for that truck to come down that driveway so I could get in it and go with him. Now, if you were somebody looking at his his life and his interaction with other people describe him that way not necessarily as a dad but as a person in the community he was a person that loved everyone no matter who they were where they came from their background 
He loved to help people. He was always, you know, giving. He, whenever a newborn baby was born, he would give them a $2 bill. Really? He carried $2 bills in his billfold. And whenever a new baby was born yeah. and he knew yeah. the family, he would send a $2 bill to that baby. Isn't that amazing? And there's a lot of... A lot of them floating around. A lot around. of floating around. There's days like that. There's You just don't hear about people like that. You mentioned that. I remember <laughs> we mentioned water. How many quarters Brady Teeter probably Oh, yeah. I got like, a lot of those, and too. And it's kind of like these $2 bills. You mm-hmm. just And you just don't realize probably people you didn't even know about. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when, when if people needed coal and they didn't have the money, you know, dad. Yeah. Take care of them. Yeah, he'd take care of them. Take care of them. How would you describe him, Teeny? Now, you've got a different perspective than she does. Daddies, it's daddies, especially to a girl. What about as a as a husband? How would you describe him if you had to wrap it up in a word or two? Well, I want to say this. Judy never would come in the house, and uh, her daddy wasn't at home. She always said, where's my daddy? She never said, where's my mama? Where's my daddy? She always put that my daddy on it. Well, Milton was a wonderful person to me. He never mistreated me. He yeah. always was there for me, and I didn't have to worry about him coming in, you know. Yeah. He's straight. Yes. Good and, acting, yeah. Knew, and, knew how to act. That's the thing. Knew he was a good act. Christian. Yeah, knew how to act. That's and right. he knew, I mean, Milton done lots of good deeds that he never told me about. Because yeah. he always said, the, what is it, the, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's he's helped many poor folks. Yeah. And they and, come and tell me, and I said, I didn't know it. And I bet you, I would bet you anything that when he died... You probably learned more about things he had done that you had yes. no idea of yes. from people mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. you could. You probably weren't surprised, but. But it was it, nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to hear those kind of things. And it, and what's nice about it, what we call the ripple effect, is that things that he may have done for somebody, you don't know how that will affect down the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, there may be people today that are doing something for somebody because they remember what he did for them 30 years ago. We hope so. And isn't that amazing mm-hmm. how that works? The times that I was around him, he was always the same. I, I would assume he's like anybody. He probably could have a, a temper if he needed to, but probably pretty He had strong. red hair, remember? Huh? Yeah. Yes, he did have so, red But he hair. didn't have but a he temper. he didn't have a temper. No. Really? No. Milk never did have a temper. Is that, well, that's unusual. He never... Gave me a spanking or a whipping. Yeah. He'd always tell mother, you need to take care of it. <laughs> I think he might have whipped me one time. That's why spanked. That's why she didn't ask for you when she came in the house, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> but my mother did the same thing. She took care of it. all those. I never will forget. I used to hate to go to Bluegrass RECC to pay the electric bill with mom because Ann Moss, one of her best yeah. buddies, worked up there. And she would always give mom a brand new fly swatter. Uh. <laughs> And I knew, I knew as soon as I saw it come through that little window that it was going to get used on my behind. I absolutely knew it was going to happen. But I will say for any of those people out there listening that think spanking is wrong, I never got one that I didn't deserve. <laughs> me too. And every one I got, it didn't hurt me. I mean, I'm not talking about physically. Hurt feeling. But as far as the way I turned out, I don't think it hurt me no. too much. So, but I, yeah, that's that's the way that I was done. Mom. Mama took care yeah. of. Yeah, of course, in mine too, Judy, and maybe it wasn't yours. I knew that if <laughs> I didn't straight up for Mama, that Daddy would be home sometime, and so I better straighten up now because down the road might be That's right. even worse. Yeah. 
Well, Mother, she would go get a switch off the tree. Yeah. That's what she would use. Well, and that that was that was why you did it. Yeah. Did she ever send you to get your own? I don't know if you did or not. Now, I've heard so. my mother say that that happened to her. She'd have to go pick out her own, and it better be the right size, or she'd get it even worse. <laughs> those are days gone by. You yes, just don't they see are. those days anymore. Now, what year did we lose her in? What? February, in February 2010. So, six years ago. Things have not changed a lot in our town in six years. You know, we've had some programs on here of people who have been gone for 30 years, and we've often talked about how they would what they would think if they could come back. But he pretty much saw the growth in the town and witnessed it. But he also witnessed, and this was part that I guess affected you all the most, the farming community dwindling away. You know, the other day, we were on a trip, and I'm trying to remember where we even were. Oh, we had gone over to Madison County and saw one of the prettiest crops of tobacco. And I just thought to myself... How long has it been since I've seen a crop of tobacco like that? You just, you know, you just don't see it. And I guess the cattle business, maybe, was it kind of the same way? Did it kind of dwindle some? It's, it's it slowed is. down. Yeah. Yeah, it's And, of course, down. we know the coal business. Yeah, then, it's I gone. Guess. Yeah. Well, Benis' wife, Roberta, still has the coal yard, and she sells a little bit. But, yeah. you know, it's but not But not much. like it was no. when you all were involved <laughs> heavily. So he did get to see some of those those things. Oh, yeah. And the changes that he got, and, and I could, maybe I'm wrong, but I probably could hear him right now saying, "Well, I just can't believe that would ever happen." They wouldn't believe it. Yeah. No. Yeah, things change. They call it progress. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not. But you guys were around here all your life, so you saw things change tremendously yes. in our community. What's some of your favorite memories from, well, you mentioned in high school going to Hemphills. What's some of your favorite memories of that time as far as our town is concerned? Well, all the restaurants, too, that's in town yes. now. You know, we, we hadn't hardly anything yeah, I guess back when I then, was growing up, when you were, what do you remember? We had the drive-in. George's. George's. That's where we all went to hang out, or Hemp Hills. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we didn't have that many places to eat. It's really odd that, but downtown, though, Judy, was packed with businesses of all kinds. Oh, yeah, the Dime Store, Ben Franklin. And yeah. on the side, you know, how they used to be over by Martin's. the courthouse, all, everybody, all the men folks gathered. Right. And we would come to town and try to find us a parking place so we all can get in one car. You know, we did a show one time. We were talking about old um, service stations. John B. Carpenter, yeah. Jr. did mm-hmm. the program with me, did a lot of research on it. And he was talking about uh, how they used to double park on Main Street on Saturdays. That he could remember, you know, cars would come up and they'd park. And he said another thing he remembered is that if it got real hot, you just find a car and you just open the door and sit down. It might not be your car, but you knew who it belonged to. And nobody seemed to mind. It That's was it. just That was back when everybody knew everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could do that And you could trust people. But you're talking about the restaurants. Yeah, I guess George's, on, and that was out in the county then. Yeah. That, you had to go way out in the county to get to that. And and your hemp pills and... and well, I, well, baskets restaurant down here. That, that you're right. That was about Chef Sears. Yeah. If you really want to go highfalutin. And then we got Dairy Queen, I guess. Yeah. Walker Rose uh, Cottage Place. You went to what there, Judy did? The little he had a little dairy freeze or. That Walter was, Rose Carter did that. Yeah. Where, well, where they're going to put the homeless thing in? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he had one there. Mm-hmm. You did? 
No. Yeah, I worked yeah. there. Yeah. She went what there? Of course, that's, and we, that's a whole other subject that we've not even broached on this program, and I need to do a program about Walter Rose mm-hmm. sometime. Yes. Uh, a great mystery in our community, <laughs> yeah. whatever happened yeah. to Walter Carter. Yeah, that's where yeah. Judy's first job was. Yeah. Yeah, things things have changed, certainly, and some may be for the better and some <laughs> maybe not. But but just the, the whole look of downtown. But, of course, back then, you know, when you went to Lexington, that was a big trip. Oh, yeah. And so you didn't just run to Lexington to get what you needed. It was all down here. You didn't have to run. It was all down here. And, of course, back then, Teeny, and you would remember this even better than us probably, is, you know, you you come to town once a week to get your stuff, and that was it. Yes. And it was a big trip. Now, you were here every day for high school, but as far as getting your groceries and supplies, you made a one-week trip, and you came, and you went. Where did your family shop for groceries back then? Uh, Thompson, right. and then see we used to have lots of grocery store here. On yeah, Main that's Street. the reason I asked because there was a yes. lot of them. Yeah, we went and, to Heathman's too a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Thompson's and then Kroger store was right here on Main Street. Don't you remember yeah. that? You, and old Miss Stanbach. You th- now Stanbach would have been close. kind of below where mm-hmm. we are right yeah. now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you were mentioning the groceries. You're right on that <laughs> one. You had Kroger. At, well, in I fact, it used to sit over where my office is yes. right now. And then you had Thompson. Market and Heathman's and uh, T and Oscar Cumley. Yeah, I was thinking of that. There was a bunch up through here of just grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And then you add in the three or four pharmacies, and then you add in all the dime stores. Yes, I clothing I stores. And clothing. Bunch of clothing stores. Mm-hmm. So it was a hopping little town. There was, was a lot of stuff to choose from here. Mm-hmm. It's great to remember these things. I wish they all could come back like it was because we don't have any place down here yeah. to buy clothes almost. And, and that is the difference. And I think that because of the fact that we have gotten so big and so close to, to Lexington especially mm-hmm. is the reason for that. The hometown that it used to be is no more. No. And, and, and it won't be. And we just have to. Have you ever thought, and I'm not saying this to get rid of, have you ever thought about moving to, to where she's at? Or is this, is this where Teeny will stay? No. Well, I hope to. But if it can't, I, if Judy wants me to go down there to a nursing home or something, yes, I will. Yeah. Because I'm not going to give away any trouble. But you've got so many friends up here. I know. So many good people. I love them. Everybody loves me, and I love them. That has helped you, especially when Red was sick and died, just to get you through that. My neighbors made me get groceries. I mean, not groceries. Produce. Produce and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they come and help me, and so I got a whole lot to be blessed for. But you know what? And it's not that those people weren't good to start with, but it, there's an old saying: "What goes around comes around." Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the all of this good stuff that people helping you, your husband laid the foundation for that. Yes, yes. He laid the roadwork for that. He sure did. But the way he treated people. People don't forget it either. No, they don't. They don't forget it. Well, believe it or not, our time's up. It goes quick, doesn't it? It does. It goes quick. But I appreciate you guys coming in to remember Red. Red, one of the nicest guys I ever knew. I don't know that there was a time that if I saw him, I mean, he was always the same. Just as nice as he could be, and he was to a whole lot of people. He would yell at you. You didn't say something to him. He yelled. Oh yeah, at you. he'd holler at you, and you knew he was there. Now that's one thing about him. He might be short, but he had volume. He sure did. And and any kid that weighed ten eight when he was born probably had a pretty good set of lungs on him to start with. So he, I think, he made good of his life. He did what he needed to do. He had a full life, and. Uh, 
he certainly was a great contribution to our county. We miss him, and uh, I know you guys I do, do too. too. Yeah, I do. know you do. But I appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I appreciate Teeny Stinnett coming in this morning along with her daughter, Judy, and remembering Milton Stinnett and what he meant to our community. We appreciate you coming in also every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. We hope to do it again next week. We'll be right here on All Things Jessamine on Jessamine County's own radio station, Jess FM 105.9.